Welcome to the Lucatino Show, where we can learn to reimagine our lifestyle. Tamana, thank you so much for being on our show. Reimagine your lifestyle. I've known you for years now, and we've had such fantastic chats and you know conversations together. And I'm so honored to have you here today to speak to our audience. The vision of our show is very simple. It's about you. It's about your journey. It's about how you handle the great times in life, how you handle the not so great times in life. Because there are so many people out there who are confused, and at the same time, you know, we can send messages to them of hope, of possibility. Because you're a human being, you go through your own set of emotions, and a lot of people don't always see that. For different people, they think life on the other side is very, very different, and yeah. you know that you have it all, and you see all of that. But I know you. I know you're a human being. You're down to earth. You're humble, and I thought your message to the people out there would be something like gold today. So thank you for being here on the show today. Thank you for having me. And I have a very clear memory of how we met the first time when I came to you. uh to uh, to take a consultation um it was very interesting how you, the way you asked questions it felt like a friend was talking to me it wasn't about or how i i naturally felt like i responded towards you i think it's there was a innate sense of kindness in the approach that you had um when it came to nutrition or just lifestyle but what I think that one meeting really stayed with me, and I feel like being kind can really help people open up from a lot of uh, the things that they are they are battling within themselves. And the fact that you said that a lot of people are confused is funny because that's mostly the first line how I start my journal. So I journal mostly at the end of the day, and I've been journaling since I was a very young girl, and. Um, inevitably there were questions like who am i and there were questions like i am confused and what do i now how do i that this is the possibility if i do this 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 and this is the possibility if i do this 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 now which way do i go but it's really funny when on a day which is random many many years later when i go back and i read those uh, it feels um funny and it feels like it's like as if like why was i thinking about that so deeply but it's not consequential so the question is how many of our confusions are actually consequential in the larger scheme of things and how important is it to you know reflect on that <clears throat> internally versus um versus get drowned by the whole cacophony that's outside which is which is fairly overwhelming. Yeah. No, I see your point. Thanks for your kind words and and we really enjoy working with you because you're so kind to our team. You're so kind to everyone and they just absolutely love working with you. So thank you for that. But since you picked up the topic on journaling, I want to get into that a little bit deeper. Since how long have you been journaling and and what kind of benefits have you experienced? from that i like what you say about confusion sometimes when we look back we wonder why we were thinking about it and that's why i think the human mind creates a lot of problems out of worry and anxiety when we overthink things and then we look back and we realize it never was a problem yeah. so you've been journaling since you were a child what some of the stuff you like to write is it your moods is it like you know and how has it benefited you so i think i always was somebody who struggled with putting my perspective Uh, I always naturally, as a person, had a filter. 
like I don't want to ever hurt somebody consciously. Mm-hmm. So I would always say things in a way that I perceived would be nice to that person. But I didn't realize that somewhere I was also curbing what I naturally feel. And I'm not able to say it. So, and when I was that young, I didn't even know that um, that journaling is something that people do for like reflection. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, the whole, you know, the science around it or any of that. It was just a natural instinct to write because I felt like when I wrote, I could express. Mm-hmm. So that was the reason I started journaling because I was too young to even I mean, have that conversation out with anybody else. Yeah. And as I grew older, I realized that it's a, it's a practice that people do to kind of just self-reflect. Um, and the things that I would write would inevitably be my desires, mm. uh, things that I wanted, uh, things that I deeply wanted and I couldn't get. Um, and then I would really daydream a lot. Like I have always emphasized on daydreaming for the only reason. Um, in today's time, there is too much conversation outside including social media including Mm -hmm. i mean we all use social media it's a wonderful tool when used correctly it's very useful but sometimes it's so overwhelming if you just make that the center of your life true and i feel like uh, my large quest in through my career has largely been how to shut out what anyone is saying and to listen to what is really strongly innately me um and I feel like that is something that I used to focus on when I would write. I would be like, what do I want? Because I feel like sometimes in the day I would just get jostled by so many different opinions and what people thought. So it took me really long to center back and come back to what I wanted in the equation versus what everyone else thinks. Mm-hmm. So, no, so that's brilliant what you say, you know, I mean, that is a question we get from a lot of people. There's so much noise outside. You know, it comes down to the simple philosophy. If there's noise outside, I shut the window. That's the only way to keep it, you know, out. And then I open it when I want to and I close it again. I keep it open too long. There's more noise in my life. But if I know how to open and shut the window, I'm more in control of what's happening. I love what you spoke about in terms of opinions. So if I have to ask you, because I'm going to redirect this question, what's your opinion of yourself today? What is the opinion that you hold of you as Tamanda? Okay, I am being brutally honest, but, and I'm almost scared while I say this, but I think I'm chronically dissatisfied. Mm-hmm. And that has been the biggest fuel for me as a person with everything that I've achieved. Mm-hmm. I've just never stopped and said, you know what, I'm, this is it. I'm mm-hmm. so, I'm so satisfied with this that I don't want to push the, in, uh, the envelope anymore. Mm-hmm. So... But I mean, I think growing up, I wasn't so aware of this, uh, this trait of myself. But I love how I can actually channel this in a positive way. And it's not, uh, I, I don't think I look at it as um, a shortcoming. I actually mm-hmm. think it's a very big part of why I've been able to achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, we all have compulsive things in us, which if used in, like in a positive way towards ourselves, actually can yield positive outcomes Mm -hmm. but you have to be aware that it's a compulsion in me i know it's i'm aware of my compulsion i I know this happens to me so now i just uh uh i i consciously make that time when i feel like oh you know now it's getting a bit out of hand Mm -hmm. um and i also think i'm very driven i think i drive on 
um, something that you know brings about a fire in me. I I I I I drive on enthusiasm, and sometimes uh, um, that's what kind of is the reason I want to wake up and jump out of my bed and do something that excites me. It could be my work, uh, it could be meeting a friend, uh, it could be you know having a having a fun relaxed day. But I think it's the enthusiasm that keeps me moving. So that's your opinion of you and yeah. you're okay with that. Yeah. So that's great. The reason I asked you that was because then other people's opinions don't matter. It's only Correct. the opinion that you have of yourself. But a lot of people don't have an opinion of themselves. Yeah. They're so unclear about, you know, because they're usually comparing themselves with other people or they're not driven to follow a particular path. And so their opinions opinions of other people tends to you know pull them in all directions but when you know your opinion then no one else's opinion really matters and I like I like how honest you were about being dissatisfied because there's nothing wrong with that that's what's yeah. driving you to do more and more and like you said as you move on now you know when to take a break yeah you're learning how to slow down you're learning how to recharge yourself and get back into life I think that's that's amazing you know I have a I have a, I had a I mean he's, he's a cousin of mine uh, but many years ago when he was really young and I was, I'd already started working and I was already doing what I do. Uh, he'd asked me a question. He was like, how do I get the feeling of being driven? Because he used to look at me and he used to see me working. So he used to ask like, how? Because he's like, I don't feel it. So how do I become this? And I literally got stumped because I was like, I've never thought of it from the other side. Like there are people who want this but they don't feel it so they don't know how to access it and which made me realize that i mean when we talk about stuff like something which is very uh which should be a part of everyone's life which is meditation i mean largely what it is doing is actually you know bringing it's like just cutting out all the noise that's what it's doing so that what the the time that you spend being in that state actually helps you reveal those things that are there but they've just been clouded yeah so uh, and I also find a strange notion at least in my our generation that you know a spiritual path actually takes you away from materialistic um, you know goals I think it actually fuels that I think it actually makes everything more apparent which mm -hmm. is not or when people talk about confusions or when they talk about not having a direction uh, I think it actually reveals the direction. So, so I find it funny because I see so many people also not being, they kind of find it like a taboo subject so they don't like talking about it as if it's not cool. Mm -hmm. But it's our nature. So I mean, how can something that's your nature not be cool? Yeah. You know, so I, I, I try talking about it whenever I can because I feel like it's impacted my life in such a positive way that I could get rid of so many compulsive patterns that I have which we all have as human beings yeah. being this that everything becomes evident if something is visible to you is when you can address it if it's really hidden you can't you just keep searching yeah I like what you said you know I mean a lot of people today are stumped on I need to find my purpose and their yeah. whole life world has become about I need to find my purpose and they feel they feel depressed if they don't I can't find my purpose everyone else has a purpose I don't yeah. and I like what you said because I'm a huge believer we find our purpose while we live life correct on that journey, if we're really mindful, we realize that, hey, I like this. This is my purpose. And in a way, we already have. Like, right now, my purpose is to have this amazing conversation with you. Yeah. It is a purpose. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that one purpose in life. And we keep breaking it down. 
I'm going back to your journal because you used to write about the things that you deeply desired. Now, when you read, you know, when you read over what you wrote when you were younger and as a child, have they come true? I got way more than I could have ever imagined. Beautiful. I, I don't think it's possible to imagine <laughs> the things that happened to me in my life. Yeah. Uh, as a young girl, I think um, I, I just knew that I needed to um, better myself. I think mm-hmm. that was the constant endeavor. And that was when I was very young. I just felt like I don't want to... It's not like I'm not being me. But I don't want to settle for this version that I think is that could be better mm-hmm. and I and I and I see a lot of people today when they when yes there's a lot of except I love the fact that in today's society especially from the times that women have gone through in general I think there's so much more acceptance of who you are and there's not you're not always beating yourself down for being who you are so this environment is really good when I see that happening I'm very happy about it but I also see when you take that as a route which is like a which is a cop-out for, uh, you know, I am like this, I can't change myself, I have accepted myself. But you've not seen a better version of yourself. So you don't even know if that's something you want, you like, or you would have been more comfortable in. So I think my quest has largely been um, just bettering myself. I mm-hmm. think that was what led to the next step. Uh, and of course, that's probably the reason things that were way out of my imagination even happened. Um, but I do remember having this conversation with you when I was stuck on a given day and I was like, you know what, I can't break through this particular issue. And you were like, you know what, start imagining it in detail. Do you remember this conversation yeah. we had? So visualize the visualize in it. detail. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I did it for a large part of my life, but I feel like at that phase, I was just not being able to visualize. Mm-hmm. I was not being able to come to that point where I was. I was like, it's okay. Like I was kind of settling. And the moment I actually started um, visualizing a little more carefully, I think it led me to what I wanted. So that was a good one. Thank oh. you. you. You kind of, you gave me a, uh, like a little bit of a, a direction as to how I can, how I could approach it. No, but then that, the reason you still journal is because it works. Yeah. And I want to go back on something that you said that's beautiful. You know, acceptance, like positivity has become toxic. Everyone's just like good vibes always. It's not possible. You need to feel sadness, right? The waves, but don't get stuck. Yeah. But even with acceptance, there's now a new word. It's called toxic acceptance. And you're probably hearing it for the first time on the show. The point is, it's exactly what you said. You know, some people, they don't want to try hard enough. Now, I'm not saying if, if I'm brown and I look in the mirror, I'm brown, I accept it, I love myself the way I am. But if there's something that I want to change about me, it could be my skills, it could be my body, I want to probably get lean or buff. You know, I don't have to really put acceptance there. I accept me who I am, but I, it means I can improve. Yeah. Because a lot of people, they put themselves at, oh, I accept who I am. But inside, they don't. They're not happy. They're not happy. Like, oh, I accept this relationship, I'm in everything. But inside, they're sad, they're bitter, they're resentful, they're lonely. So I feel toxic acceptance. I'm really happy you brought that up because it's okay to want to improve. It's okay to take help to improve. You know, but at the same time, we don't have to improve or do things because everyone else is doing it. It has to be our authentic self that I do want to make this change for me. So I I love that you brought that up. So you're living your dream life now? Uh, Was this your dream since the time you were a child? Doing what I do for a living, yes. That okay. was definitely a dream. But I think 
what's happened uh, as a grown-up is that I realized that a lot of things that I thought I wanted were not things that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, were things that were which happened to everybody. So, but what happens to everybody not necessarily needs to happen to you. You can't take advice or look at someone else's life as a, a roadmap for how your life should go. Mm-hmm. Because you you might land up at a similar crossroad and realize you don't even want it to begin with. And I feel like uh, that's what happened to me. I think, And I'm very glad that happened to me because I'm just happy that I, I eventually landed up upon what I know I'm happy, comfortable and uh, joyful mm-hmm. uh, being in. And uh, I'm still building my own world. And I like the fact that I understood that the world I want, I need to create. You know, I also did not want to be that person who says, you know, oh, you know, it happened to me and I have to live with it because this is my karma or this is something that I'm, you know, it couldn't go any other way. So victim mode, basically. I I just, I I have a strong, like, I don't, I don't understand that. I refuse to agree that. I think it starts with you taking responsibility of your life. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the moment you do, you you have a bigger chance, if nothing else. You just have a bigger possibility of creating what you want. Just by taking responsibility. That, listen, this is my life and I need to create it. I'm at least going to try. Mm-hmm. And then if it happens, doesn't happen, that I, I don't know how much is in your control. But if you just were to become what you want to create, you're very likely to land up on it. And I have done that. And for me, this year was a big, um, it, it validated what I thought two and a half years ago. Because whatever I thought I was able to translate by taking responsibility, by doing what it took to get there, mm-hmm. to get there and to do those things, uh, you have to do the work. There's no running away from the work. Yeah. And I think taking responsibility has been something that, I mean, I would have definitely taken responsibility over regretting not doing anything about something I strongly mm-hmm. felt. Um, and I think a large part of my life has been that. I just have this strong urge to do certain things and then I... I go after it. So, no, I think you answered a very, very important question. A lot of people out there are stuck in victim mode and they all have their own reasons, which we can never really judge, but they're stuck in victim mode and they need a change in attitude. Basically, what you just, you know, described to me was your attitude. And I like what you said. That's the best advice for someone in victim mode. Number one, you got to take responsibility. It could be 10 people's fault around you. But you got to take responsibility. I mean, you can take a day or two to blame everyone, but then finally... Please I feel think, bad. Yeah. Maybe Please even feel a week. Add as bad as you yeah. want to. Even a week, feel all the emotions. But then finally, we are the only people who can actually make that difference. I like what you said about the responsibility and the action. Have you ever found yourself in a really, really difficult situation? If I had to ask you, because, you know, I, I've, I've seen how you've grown over the years. I've seen how you've grown even in the last two, three years that we know each other. It's yeah. been... Amazing how you've stayed the same. But I'm sure all of this has also come with difficulties and challenges in your life. You know, would you like to talk about, you know, a challenging incident in your life? How you got out of it? Like when you felt at your lowest point and how you got out of it? You know, I think I am very grateful for having parents Mm. who actually 
one functions like the mind my father and one functions like the heart full of emotion full of love yeah your mom i know she's amazing <laughs> i i mean i don't know what the heavens are made of i don't know what uh, you know what they talk about when they talk about god but i think i see just traits of that in my parents and they created this perfect environment for me to be pragmatic when i needed to be yeah and the times when i was really low and i just felt like i can't do it i'm having a bad day i think every time i have had like a uh, points where um, i had emotional lows it was my mom who i would go to and she would just fill my 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 mind with magic and the magic was just that that unadulterated faith ki it's going to happen and she never before i could think it's not going to happen the seed would be fed that it's going to happen and that helped me transcend some issues that i possibly could have gotten stuck in and i could have obsessed over it and just stayed like that mm-hmm. and there were problems which which were practical where i was stuck and my dad said it's okay to fail so one gave me the ability and the freedom to fail and one said that everything will happen so these two i think for me really are the reason i am here today uh and and then i've just been someone who uh, i feel like i think this is something if i could ever help with people it's we don't have control over who where you're born mm-hmm. we don't and i feel like sometimes addressing um where your trauma comes from is very important and many a times it is it is it starts what you've seen first in your life and inevitably it's where you're born so i think if one could somewhere go to that route and realize that that route and i am fortunate i have it i know of so many who don't but if i could somehow even make them realize that that is the root cause and if that was you you realize those things about yourself and you correct that what if you could feed these two ideas within yourself even if it wasn't there in your environment uh or when you're down um these are the two things you remind yourself uh i think that would be great i i wish i could just i mean i hope i'm saying this out loud on this podcast i hope people hear this that these are the two things you need to hear sometimes you might have to say it to yourself faith and the ability and knowing that we can fail it's really okay to say like there was this performance it was really funny my father was i think he he has handled me in the best possible way so i remember i was going to perform and there was i think shahrukh khan was going to be watching that performance and it was a film fair performance somewhere uh and it was in the south and um i was just really scared because i was going to be dancing to his song chamak chalu and i was like i cannot go outside i am scared i am not getting out of this caravan <laughs> and my dad has spoken to me and he's been like listen what is the maximum thing that will happen it will not work out it you will you know you will mess it up but it's fine you're coming back home it's perfectly good and then he was like okay this is fine but now i want you to also go back and spend some time with yourself and rehearse so he just left the caravan to me and i i was of course the caravan was shaking because i was dancing inside the <laughs> okay uh and then yeah and i smashed the performance wow 
but i just wanted someone to sit me down and give me two aspects to the problem sometimes some problems are can be emotionally dealt with and some need to be dealt with practicality and mm-hmm. if they both can come together it's most important yeah. works works like a charm so your message is also very clear it's okay to be fearful but it's what we do with that fear there has to be an action a lot of people are just stuck in fear and it doesn't allow them to move forward Tamana, you must be going through a lot of, you know, negative moments in your life, not not created by you, yeah. but by created by other people. I mean, you're on social media. We all know, you know, social media can have beautiful comments that uplift you. And then you have the really nasty negative ones. And it makes you even think like, is this a human being or is this a bot? Or, <laughs> you know, and there's this whole thing of we always keep explaining the science. You can be going through 500 beautiful comments and then there's one nasty and you forget all the good 500 and you only focus on that one that's because the human brain perceives it as a threat yeah. and we're supposed to deep because it's made it's changed the way we feel Correct. so it's automatic a lot of people say oh ignore it you can't ignore it no. you will look at it you will feel it because now it's created a feeling in you and the brain perceives a threat so it wants to be very conscious about it yeah. that's one of the reasons it's happened but how have you handled this and how do you continue to handle it because there's going to be envy there's going to be jealousy everywhere you go you know so how do you handle this so and was it easy for you from the start or have you learned along the way see fortunately or unfortunately i chose a profession which uh, in which the way you um understand yourself also comes with a lot of how what people think how good or not good you people think you are because as a performer at the end you do want your audiences to like your work yeah and that is primarily what we course, do yeah. uh, mm-hmm. we we become stars because lots of people seem to like us that's mm-hmm. how it happens now in that journey there comes a time for everyone when there's a lot of hate directed towards you mm-hmm. and inevitably on social media because it's mostly faceless people sitting wherever yeah. they are sitting can literally write anything they feel like about you mm-hmm. which can be really nasty yeah um the problem is not when and we face it is not when in 100 there's one bad comment but there are times that the 500 comments are actually bad mm. and for me uh, when that has happened to me it for the first moment it it took me it took me by a storm and i was very uncomfortable with it because uh it really made me feel like you know what's going on is something that i've done mm-hmm. gone wrong but i feel like uh when i spent some time being on my own i literally tried to ask myself the question that where do you think this comes from and i feel like whatever there's a lot of sometimes a lot of moral policing that people do not realizing that you're an actor you're a performer and they expect you to be an idealistic version of something that's ideal in their way in their head and that varies for everyone so it's not necessary what they're projecting towards you is about you it's actually about them mm. whatever negativity you see is their perception yeah that is out there and you it's being it's being uh, projected towards you so now 
I have an option of either believing that that is me or I have an option of believing what I think is true about me. And I literally had this one moment again. Uh, I was traveling and uh, I had a lot of uh, negativity around me. And I, and, I, and I woke up one morning and I saw, I saw the sun rising next to my window. And I just, I just kept staring at the sun. And I was like, what should I do? <laughs> Which is literally the thing that popped in my head. And I was like, uh, I, I think that's the moment I felt that I have to just focus on becoming who I want to become. Yeah. And not be worried about what so many people think about me. Because A, they've never been on that journey. Mm. They've not lived my life. They have no idea about who I am. They are only talking from their level of understanding. So I had this very emotional moment where I woke up and yeah, it was, it was, I felt like it was the moment I saw the sunrise. I, that, that's where I got this idea in my head. And then I just stuck with it. That's how I have dealt with it. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, it is overwhelming. But you have to understand it's really not about you. It's about the people who are writing and it's about the people whose opinions those are. It's literally their mind. It's not yours. Well, that's beautiful. And it must have taken you a while to reach this particular point. Yeah. It took me, I mean, in my case, it took me a week. Yeah. It could take someone longer. Uh, but I, I really, I really emphasize on whatever's happening, just coming back to yourself. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is what has been my biggest driving force in my life is coming back. And I know that many a times people feel like there's really no... Um, you know, they're not able to sort it out themselves. Yes, take help when you can't sort it out yourself. But you know what? The one person who can cause you maximum harm is you. And the one person that can actually sort you out completely is also you. Mm -hmm. So, find a way to empower yourself. I'm taking a more beautiful, a deeper beautiful message from what you just shared, where you said, you know yourself. So if you know yourself, it actually becomes easier that, hey, I know myself. A lot yeah. of people don't know me. Yeah. So it's okay. I can move on. Yeah. But if you don't know who you are, yeah. you know, if you're constantly like, today I want to be this, tomorrow I want to be that, I think yeah. the journey will be more difficult. Yeah. So coming back to yourself, knowing who you are, knowing, you know, your purpose, your intention. I think that's a very strong message to my now. Very well put in terms of. Yeah, if we know ourselves, then opinions don't matter of others. Our, the opinion that we have of ourselves, yeah. we remind ourselves, yeah, this is me. I'm doing this for this reason, intention, but nothing else matters. That's just it noise. It becomes oblivious. You know, the sun thing also makes me think about, I'm a beach person. I love the sun. I find so magic. I, I find magic. I find magic in the sun. And many times I've also thought about this, you know, like the sun rises irrespective who may be complaining, who may be saying something, who may be saying there's faults with the sun, there's this, it's too hot. It's too... Every day it rises, it's beautiful, it's magnificent, it sustains human life, yeah. and it sets. Just, you know, that's the power of nature. Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm just like you, I'm a beach person, and I really thrive on elements of nature. Mm. To, I love the rain. Uh, the rain has been... Um, another thing that always makes me very joyful. I love just Do you love thunderstorms? I uh, love thunderstorms. I mean, (laughs) I might get a bit scared (laughs) if there's too much of it happening. But I actually like, uh, I love the rain. Rain, And then if it brings thunderstorms, then I'm 
going to happen be in love with the thunderstorm as well <laughs> almost metaphorically <laughs> let's talk about love yeah let's talk about love it's a vast subject it always fascinates me because you know society's become so good at putting people's ideals of love in a box yeah but what always makes me rebel against that box is the fact that the way you love your mom not hypothetically i'm talking about not yeah the way you, we love our, our parents a sibling a lover an animal a friend they're all different degrees yeah they're all different degrees like your 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 love for your mom could be unconditional but for a friend maybe it is conditional but you still say i love you to both of them so when you look at this beautiful energy which can be beautiful as well as highly destructive yeah. you know talk about you talk about your ideals of love what is love to you you know what is that deepest feeling that makes you feel loved or makes you feel that you have so much love to give someone else i think there are few things that i recently realized that one is um i think people confuse what love is and what a relationship is mm-hmm. uh and that could be even and i don't mean it by like a man woman relationship but even in friends like how yeah. you said there are people the moment it is conditional i feel like that the mo- that moment it ceases to be love yeah. because i think the idea of love love can only be unconditional it can only be um hindi mein bolte hain ek tarfa pyar hamesha ek tarfa hota hai it's your love mm-hmm. it's it's never two people can individually love each other yeah. but essentially love is an it's an inside job it's how you feel for someone mm-hmm. the moment you have expectations and the moment you want people to do what you want them to be doing then that's just business transactions transaction exactly it is transaction so, so there are a lot of transactions in the world right now yeah which is then but i feel like you should accept yeah. it that mm. this is transactional and this is when i truly feel love like i think i think love as an emotion is the same mm-hmm. it can be the love is the same that you feel for your puppy the dog you feel for your parents what you feel for your lover that emotion is the same mm-hmm. it's just that your equations are different so yeah. it translates differently because you have different um relationships with different people so then it has a different uh manifestation mm-hmm. of of love itself mm-hmm. but i feel like for me um i just realized that if i have to love someone i have to let them free i don't think you can love by um projecting your ideas onto that person mm-hmm. you love the person because you love them for who they are yeah. and who they are going to become because people are not um they're not um static people keep changing, changing and they keep moving and becoming someone else many times over mm-hmm. i mean i'm sure we both when we met each other for the first time we are slightly different or evolved Absolutely. from where we yeah. started mm-hmm. So I feel like even the people you're going to love are going to be versions of themselves. Yeah. So you're not going to have to just love them to begin with. You're mm-hmm. going to have to love the versions that are going to come out. It includes your parents. It includes you know a friend, you know. Uh, so whoever you choose, I don't. And I also don't know if you can choose love. I think some people invoke that emotion in you, and you might pursue it and make it into a relationship or make it into an equation. Um, but i do feel like um it is definitely something that um makes life beautiful mm-hmm. i don't think th- there's something beautiful about 
not having control over how how much of gratitude and this just large feeling of having so much that you feel like giving everything to you know that person that you love um so i feel like that emotion is really sweet and i think um i think it's if you understand if we can separate the emotion and the relationship mm-hmm. we'll see where the where the gap lies uh, and especially i feel like today's i remember i was i was telling you about this i bumped into a young girl at a telugu film association function in the united states and she was a wonderfully stunning looking young girl and uh, you know i was waiting in the middle of something and she randomly comes up and sits next to me and she's like um you know you're a wonderful actress i love your work this that you know but i just i want to be like you have you know but i have had a breakup and i don't feel very good about myself and she seemed very troubled and and i was like how old are you and she was like i'm 19 i'm like but you have your whole life ahead of you and she's like no but you know the boy dumped me and i just don't feel very good about myself i'm like look at yourself you have so much that is yet to be discovered by your own self uh there is going to be so much more that you yet to experience and um you know uh and i told her that heartbreak is not a bad thing mm-hmm. because i think it's not i think it's important uh there's something beautiful about realizing that when your heart breaks you realize the power that is there within you mm-hmm. you still you know that's the that's the worst right like when your heart breaks you know that's the worst thing that can happen to you now there is no like you can't feel a a stronger version of pain so you've already experienced that version of pain from here it can only get better yeah. so the idea is to experience that heartbreak so that when you experience it again uh you will know how better to handle yourself so and probably even feel love deeper once yeah. you know what heartache is i think love can also be felt very differently differently and i and i do stand by this fact that yes love is not something that in the movie sell it mm-hmm. we sold it <laughs> growing up so the idea that love only happens once no it yeah. can happen as many times as you decide mm-hmm. that this is something that you're going to feel and i mean i think i have been really surprised that that i realized that i could feel it so strongly when i thought i couldn't mm-hmm. and that's the reason i think i ended up telling that girl that you know you are going to love again and you are going to feel everything again because it's created by you it's not some outside force doing it it's you who is constantly feeling the love it's so yeah i just wish wish her well and i hope I hope that no, that, that's beautiful. I hope I hope that changes her. What you told her, but like that, there are so many people out there who are stuck in broken relationships or just you know out of relationships, hurting. Do you feel there's a connection of even self-esteem, which is how we feel about ourselves? Yeah. Because sometimes if we depend on a partner to make us feel good all the time, yeah. Then when that love ends or that energy changes or it's over like you know you don't know you feel lost all the time of course you go through the pain of heartache because you're attached there are so many moments intimacy memories but i think it's very important for humans to learn how to feel good about themselves first yeah and because if you get into a relationship where you don't feel good about yourself and someone has to make 
I mean, it's nice in a relationship we can make one another feel great. That's beautiful. That builds yeah. more intimacy. Yeah. But do you think self-esteem and self-confidence plays a huge role? And I want to ask you about you. Yeah. You know, you are so confident everywhere you go. Where does that self-confidence and self-esteem come from? Were you always that way? Or is it something that you've developed over the years? I think I was a really confident young girl when I was mm. in my teens. Mm-hmm. In fact, I felt like my confidence took a beating as I started growing older and I realized that, oh, you know, this is also there, that's also there. Okay. You know, I, I, I think there was a reality check, which was a good growing mm-hmm. up reality check that, listen, I'm not the end all and I'm not the best, although I would like to be. <laughs> and I would work towards becoming that. But I think that reality check grounded me, mm-hmm. made me more humble and made me realize that there is so much yet to be achieved and so much yet to understand. But I think when it comes to self-esteem and confidence, yes, one needs that before you can get into a relationship. But I do feel it's important to understand we all have certain behavior patterns that are repetitive Mm -hmm. in relationships. And I feel like sometimes even if you can identify those problems, that somewhere... Even if you're still struggling with self-esteem and confidence issues, you're likely to be able to handle it if you've identified what mm-hmm. your compulsions are. Because that then what you need to do is just take care of those compulsions, not to repeat that same so thing. So awareness. Awareness yeah. of yourself. Awareness, I think, is a... Yeah. I don't think... A, um, I always... I, I'm. This is my personal opinion. I feel like I, I've always been much more happier when I've been in a relationship versus when I was not in one. I, mm. I love the feeling of having companionship, of mm. having... It's a wonderful feeling. Mm. I definitely think it's it's something. But it matters who is in that equation yeah. with you. Who you let in that equation with you. Because then you're giving some amount of um, access mm-hmm. and uh, power for that person to influence mm-hmm. your day-to-day life. True. So, uh, so you then you choose wisely. Like your parents are not something you can choose. Mm-hmm. You're born with it, but your partner, your friends, your circle is something you choose. So I think it's very important that you choose these people wisely, and that can be chosen better when you are aware of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, some people can even be a catalyst in your discovery of. Yeah. Uh, where your self-confidence lies. Uh, so I'm not, I, I also don't believe in that extreme where I'm like, no, first live your life on your own, become like this rock mm-hmm. star and then you know what? Not necessarily, it doesn't happen mm-hmm. to everybody. That would be the ideal way for it to happen. Uh, but I do feel like a thing that I notice that happens, has happened in my life and has I've seen it happen to a lot of other people is sometimes you're stopping what's good for you from happening just by holding on to the idea of what you think will be good for you. Mm -hmm. It's like I have this picture of this particular person and I think this is the kind of person I want to be with. Uh, Anything except for this, not acceptable. But human beings are a very different form. They are very random as a permutation combination. Sometimes what you think you need, you might not actually be what you need. But you have to have a little bit of, um, you can desire for something. Just don't don't expect that outcome to be exactly like how in the shape and form you desired it. Mm-hmm. You have to just 
let life also play correct you yeah. can't micro control everything and i feel like today's generation wants to micro control like how much is happening yeah how is it happening yeah. i think that little bit of faith in letting things happen to you is is also you know not really uh, looked upon as an actual matter of consequence yeah which is also sometimes going with the flow because yeah. we don't we don't know at all yeah you can there are mysterious energies that work in all ways especially like i love what you said when you keep your mind open yeah. most people energetically block, block love out of their life thinking that this is the only thing i want and yeah. then they get it but it comes in a different form yeah. like i always have this this lady who said look i used to visualize the husband i want mm. he should be honest he should be amazing he should be and, and i don't want anything but she yeah. went on saying like he shouldn't be this he shouldn't be that and yeah. all of that stuff yeah. so i got the guy he was everything i wanted but he was a wife beater Mm. You know so yeah. she's saying now I've changed the way she's saying yeah. I just want someone okay to in my life who can respect me nurture me and above that I want the divine power to lead our relationship yeah. in a way that it's supposed to be divine yeah because she said I thought I want I knew what I wanted I was so specific in my visualization yeah. but I forgot that there's a divine power that yeah. also knows what is best for us yeah you use the word faith yeah Is that an important word to you? Do you pray? Are you a religious, spiritual person? I think I'm a little more spiritual. I've never actually been ritualistic. Mm-hmm. Um I also understand that what we have been not looking in our culture in 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 the culture that that we have. I just feel like we don't completely understand how scientific our culture is. uh and we undermine the power of this you know uh, understanding that people have had from before in our mm. culture and um and we kind of we've always kind of taken whatever the best is given to us versus mm. taking mm. what is indian uh, yeah. which is which is strange because i don't know why we need that validation for us to take on something um so yeah i think for me being spiritual has been a very big catalyst in me being able to translate a lot of things that i wanted mm-hmm. and even more uh because what it let happen for me was um sometimes what you need is to be able to see what is like okay this is a, a vase with yellow flowers i just sometimes you can't see the most obvious thing in front of you because you're just so overwhelmed by everything around it so i think what spirituality yeah. led me towards is just seeing things for the way they are versus what i wanted to see them as mm-hmm. and most of us are just battling that emotional strife of wanting something to be the way we want it to be versus seeing things for what it just exactly is and that solves most yeah. of your problems so again perception thought perception awareness. yeah beautiful the man of course we'd love to know about you know your sleep is that important to you is sleep important to you how do you relax how do you you know wind down when you've had a tough day shoots i remember your messages yeah. when you were on shoot and you like you had like 15 minutes of breaks in yeah. between and between your dances and your power naps and then eating and stuff like that what's your routine like what's your routine from the time you wake up what what are, what are some of your favorite foods and your exercises that work for you to maintain you the way you are now which is awesome you know yeah. talk to us about that i'm sure people would love to hear about that so i think 
one thing I really uh, stand by is that as a person, as a human being, you're going to change from your childhood to your teens to your, you know, adult adult life. That's what I've noticed in my sleep patterns. Mm-hmm. When I was a young girl, I would sleep almost sometimes 18, 19 hours. Mm-hmm. And nobody would, dis- like my mom and dad were like, you know what, she feels that sleepy, she used to sleep that much, let her sleep. Mm-hmm. And there were, then as I came into work life, I naturally, there were days where I was on three hours of sleep. There have been times I've slept, not slept for two nights, mm. worked all night and day wow. and functioned. Mm-hmm. And then now I've come to a point where I actually need sometimes between six to eight hours and I'm fine. So I am noticing a pattern where my the amount of sleep I need is actually reducing as I'm growing older. Mm-hmm. And that's also it also trickles down into how I'm eating. I'm, I used to eat a lot of food. I could really wipe off some... I mean, if I tell you the quantities, you'd be like, um, I don't know you. <laughs> because I would really be able to eat a lot. I just don't feel the need that I need so much for me to, mm-hmm. you know, function and sustain than before. And I think the same thing is with... Um, yeah, I think sleep is something that I now feel very like it's in a routine, mm-hmm. uh, which and I make sure I get six to eight hours. Mm-hmm. And uh, in terms of exercise, I've been someone who loves to lift weights. Mm-hmm. I've always loved lifting, yeah. uh, and that has been my natural inclination mm-hmm. is to lift. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, and so somewhere my the cardio aspect always suffered because I'd be like. I was that one person who would push off cardio for a bit. But I recently had started uh, uh, running, which was a great way to mm-hmm. empty out your mind, spend time with yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, you know, run. And it's a great cardiovascular yeah. workout. And um, it helped my mobility in many ways. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you have to somewhere balance off um you know uh how how agile you are and that comes with different by constantly activating parts of your body that aren't being used Correct. as much yeah. also certain kind of movements which you've not been doing it's nice to attempt that because the moment you do that it opens up something else like mm-hmm. I, in the middle i was doing sessions of kickboxing i was doing a lot of um you know and all of a sudden I felt like I could jump from one place to another and I was not feeling the resistance. Mm-hmm. Basically, I was losing resistance in terms of whatever I did. So I'm that person who tries new things. Yeah, so cool. constantly um, move off from anything that I have my body is too used to. Mm-hmm. I think that's what has worked for me. I time to time change whatever I'm doing. So I feel like that gives me a more stronger result versus just sticking on to one pattern which my body's come somewhat plateaued into mm-hmm. um also i feel like i remember when when i was struggling with uh, not being able to sleep uh, because just of time because of like sometimes traveling too yeah. much you know the usage of just taking you know melatonin which is yeah. such a uh, which really helped me on like days where i've flown for some 16 17 mm-hmm. hours and then i'm like i can't get sleep i think um I think it's nicer to uh, demystify certain people just think everything is just bad for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it really helped me. 
Oh. Melatonin works like magic. On it all does. my New York trips, I use it, and then I don't use it when I don't need it. Yeah, so it it's is fantastic. to be used. It's not. It's, right not it's not what you have every yeah. every time you need to sleep. Correct. But I think not sleeping is worse than absolutely uh, <laughs> than having that melatonin. So yeah. I'm just like, okay, have it on a day when you feel like you just can't mm. because you rather sleep. And I feel like, um, again, meditations help you reduce the time, the amount of time sleep, you sleep. Yeah. It it impacts your uh, the length of sleep that you need. Um, so yeah I think it's largely been this for me and it it seems to work so yeah. Um, so yeah I just start I I'm, and I don't I don't I'm not someone who um, gets an opportunity to you know uh, at, attempt different games like mm-hmm. if I was if I was playing something I think naturally I would have a lot more cardio yeah. but because sometimes place is a restriction we are sometimes in some village we are shooting mm-hmm. in some random place and we don't have access to space so then we are forced to sometimes just work out in very small rooms mm. um, so that's when like functional also is something that I attempt because that's the only way I can add in mm. a bit of something that's high intensity so yeah lifting high intensity and adding some amount of fun cardio whatever it takes awesome thank you so much for sharing that thank you so Tamana when we released our book back to the roots yeah. you know in between that time of the pandemic and everything else a lot of your fans who I would meet at airports and some of them are our patients, clients, random people who would walk up, they would walk up to me and ask me like, is, is Tamana kind? Is she that in real life? Is she this in real life? And the reason I'm saying this is because, you know, you know, over the last couple of years that we know each other, every time I've met you and I have to say this, I mean, I see the way you treat people, whether it's the staff down at the Taj or wherever we've met that genuineness comes out. And the other day, I think the last time we met was at Chambers over yeah. here. We, we met up for a chat. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, the staff over there clicked some pictures and then you went into the lift and I had to stay back to meet a patient. Yeah. And I heard them saying that, you know, she's such a genuine, beautiful person. She makes us feel good. Right. You know, I just walked past and I heard that, but I'm sharing this because it actually comes out naturally to you. The way I see you with people, the way I see you with, you know, our team. And we just have that incredible respect for you Thank because you. you've grown so much. And I'm being honest with you. I mean, I don't really mince my words. You know, I have my respect and I accept everyone the way they are. But there are some people who don't know how to handle fame. <laughs> and their egos and prides get, get in the way of life. Forget about everything else. <laughs> so... What do you think is, you know, is... I, I met your parents. I mean, yeah. your dad, your mom, they're fantastic. I know where a lot of you comes. Sounds I'm not taking wrong. credit, you know, your credit away. But yeah, I know where a lot of that comes from because I believe upbringing is so, so, you know, uh, crucial for us. But have you always been this way? Is this natural to you to be the way you are? I've even seen the way you treat your fans. I've seen the way, you know, you stop with, you know, just to click a picture with someone. Yeah. It's it's amazing and 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 you have tons of followers. It's not like you're upcoming. You're there. Sure. Where does this come from? And how how do you think? Because this is a message I want to go. I want going out to people. There's so much of hatred today. So much of anger. So much of people wanting to cancel one another. And you know, I feel these basics are so necessary in our society today. A lot of people have it, and a lot of people don't. I would yeah. love to hear your story. I think I've had a very um, very simple idea of what power is. I think 
the biggest issue we all face is that people have a very twisted idea of what power is. Sometimes people think that having an heir uh, makes them more... Um, the mystery is where the power lies. Mm. The people can't figure you out. Mm. Um, people feel like when you can't be figured out, then you're powerful. Uh, mm. And I okay. feel like that's always been something that I never related to. For mm. me, it was important that when I make other people comfortable or if people in a room are comfortable, I noticed that I that's when I was the most comfortable. Mm. Like, I am very happy. I'm only making because i think people get tired of dealing with the layers we meet them with right it's like it's exhausting to figure people out it's mm-hmm. the most tiring process yeah. so i think when i enter a room my idea is to lose those layers if there are any that mm-hmm. i have left my house with and just meet a person as a person yeah. um and i find that to be my definition of power mm-hmm. to be able to meet another person just as a person, not as who, what they are doing for a living, not what they identify themselves as, uh, just meeting them as a piece of life, just like I am a piece of life. And I feel like that's such a unifying factor for all of us that nobody is better or worse than anyone. And um, it also helped me deal with a lot of powerful, strong people when if I was ever in a room with so many uh, um, we always think that oh you know we are meeting someone who's has achieved blah 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 but at the end they're still just people yeah. and they're made of the exact same things that you're made of mm-hmm. so I feel like just understanding that as unique as we are we're still made of the same things mm-hmm. and uh, I guess that's where this primarily stems from mm-hmm. uh, it's the only way I have naturally felt that I should be with people what you become what you achieve those are auxiliary things that come and can go also absolutely so it's not really yeah. permanent in any capacity uh, so yeah that's, that's I think that's so simple and beautiful thank yeah. you for sharing thank that. you Tamana this has been amazing but if you had all the eyes of the world on you right now what message would you leave for anyone watching this show today any message that comes from your heart what message would you leave people the power is in you it's not it's never about the other person Mm -hmm. Uh, don't give away your power to anybody Uh, it is always in your hands and not everything not what happens to you is in your hands but how you react to it is Uh, so take that in your hands and take what you uh, take what is your responsibility and just don't shy away from it because that really has been something that has really um, helped me in my life and my goals so I hope it helps you too that's beautiful that's beautiful you know all my podcasts are amazing and special but this is really special because it's thund- thundering the thunder that you can hear. I've been waiting for this for like months yeah, I know. and months and every time I like travel and my mom will send me a message, hey, Luke, it's thundering. And I'm like, why am I missing it? What am I doing wrong not to get the thunder? Yeah. It's very special. Fantastic. Tamana, all your desires. Tamana. You met Tamanna, so all your Tamannas are coming <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start writing in my journal now. No, but this has been, this has been beautiful. Thank you. The amount of, the amount of uh, generosity in your, you know, sharings with us has been spectacular. Thank you. And thank you. This is the whole idea of this, you know, for... 
people to take something away, apply it to their lives and build extraordinary lives. I love what you said about the power. Power is in us. So many have just given it away and we're stuck as victims. But I love that message. And thank you so much. Thank Shaman. you. Thank you. Thank you so wonderful. Stay tuned for more. We're going to continue our journey learning, sharing and evolving. <laughs>